ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Tuesday, May 7th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We got a lot to get into. Of course, softball is heating up for the Thundering Herd. They're getting ready to go tomorrow. They're going to be playing. We don't have an opponent yet, but they're going to be playing either the winner of Southern Miss or UTSA, so we'll get into that today, if possible, definitely tomorrow also. We've got hockey and NBA playoff action happening tonight. More in the Triple Crown quest. It's over. We'll get into all of that. And coming up a little bit later on the program, I think we're going to have a fun conversation. I've got Dave Rydell, who's the recruiting coordinator for the River Cities Football Officials Association. Let me tell you right now, it's going to be interesting because Dave can probably tell me some stories, but there's a shortage of officials. And I'm going to tell you my guesstimation why that is. A lot of people are retiring. A lot of people are you know, moving on. And you, yeah, you know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to you, yelling at the official every game you go to. Every time you go to the game, you yell at the official. Let me tell you. I know how obsessed you get because I'll get private messages on social media. I'll get direct messages. I'll get ats. Don't at me, bro. Hey, who the official, Swan? You know who the officials. Oh, that guy's terrible. That guy's terrible. I haven't heard really too many people say, oh, that guy's great. I love him. He's my favorite official. No, somebody somewhere always has something to say about the officials. And when you get into the pro level, you get into college level, okay, you get that. It's a little tougher. But we're talking the youth sports level. We're talking high school, youth activities, and officials just get beat up. I mean, they're out there because, well, one, they love the game, they love the sport like working with the kids, want to be part of the community, and they go all over the place. They don't just officiate in your backyard. They officiate in other places as well, so they do travel. And it was interesting that this quote from Mitch Jacobs stuck with me, former Marshall volleyball coach. He says, I've got the only job where everyone else thinks they can do it better than I can. And as a coach, I get where he comes from on that because – Every fan thinks they can do the coach's job better. Every fan, to some degree, thinks the officials are wrong. And I get it. You're rooting for your team. and If they make a call against your team, yeah, you're going to be mad. You're going to be booing them, too. I get that completely. I'm not saying don't boo. But uh, these guys get berated, just beat up. And now Dave's going to come on the show, and hopefully we can convince some of you to – you know what? Maybe you should step into this. Maybe you should become an official and learn what it's about and officiate some games, and then maybe you can see it's not all fun and games. It's not that easy. It's fun. That's at least what I've been told. I have never been an official. But the people who do it, they seem to enjoy it. And Now, 
let's be fair, some of the officials do blow calls. I'm just going to say that right now. It does happen, but they're human. At the same time, I mean, these guys get beat up and the numbers are shrinking. And so what's that mean for you? Well, what that means for you is it's going to be harder and harder for your kids to, say, participate in youth sports if they're not officials, uh, high schools, junior high. You know, the list goes on of how this impacts you directly. So I called Dave yesterday and told him, hey, let's get you on. Let's talk about this. Let's do the recruiting pitch. And I'm not trying to beat anyone up, but it is a part of the reason why there's a hard time getting guys and gals, people to sign up being official. Just go out there and officiate a game. And I get it. You like making fun of the referees. You like making fun of them and giving them the business. And I know a lot of them get it, but boy, when we get down to the youth sports and officials are just getting blown up and beat up that's when I gotta call it out because honestly I don't think the officials are sitting there going you know what I'm gonna stick it to that kid today yeah you know I don't like this school I'm gonna stick it to them I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure they suffer I'm having a bad day so I'm gonna make sure that these fans suffer for it I don't think that's really what's going on I have bad days and I don't try to stick it to anyone you have bad days. You don't try to stick it to anyone. The officials are just going out there, working, trying to have a good day, make sure the game's called fairly, make sure that the uh, the game's organized. Kids go out there, have a good time. It's fun. It's competitive. No wrongdoing happens. May the best team win. That's our show a little bit later on with Dave Rydell. I, I don't even know if I need Dave now. I just need to give you his phone number. But, uh, no, Dave can come on a little bit later on. Uh, funny thing, though, is the last time I think remember last time I had Dave on a few years ago for something else, so something similar, I, th- I think there's some certification going on. And I, I asked Dave, I remember this now, I asked Dave, hey, you know, so what makes you just, you know, say, hey, ladies, wh- wh- why should people come to you? And I'm trying to set him up like, okay, tell me why what you've got is so great. And and I had a talk with him later, and I think uh, the conversation went like, I didn't know where you were going here. I thought you were throwing me under the bus. I'm like, Dave, no, I'm setting you up. What's going on? Tell me why people should come through what you've got going on for for youth sports. I think it was Upward Bound maybe. i gotta, I got to d- double-check that with him. So uh, it's going to be fun. We'll talk to him about officiating a little bit later on. Uh, and, uh, of course, if – We've got time. We'll get your phone calls in on the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite Hold True Great Taste Only, 96 calories. It is the original light beer. As I mentioned, we got a busy night in sports. Eastern Conference semifinal, Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors, 8 o'clock tonight. You watch that game on TNT. Series all tied up at 2 apiece. Western Conference semifinal, still a competitive series as well. Portland and Denver, that's going to be your late game, 10.30 coming up tonight again on TNT. So if you want to see some NBA action, you're locked in on TNT tonight, and that series is tied two games apiece. Now, while all that's going on, I'm going to be over on NBC Sports Network. You know why? Because the Western Conference semifinal tonight between Dallas and St. Louis, the Stars and the Blues – 8 o'clock tonight, I'll be locked on NBC Sports Network. Game 7. That's all you need to know. 
Not Game 7 in the NBA, not Game 7 for the World Series, nothing like that. No, Game 7 in the Stanley Cup playoffs where Dallas and St. Louis are just going to throw everything they have at each other. It is going to be an intense game because that's what Game 7 is all about. You don't have anything left if you go home. It doesn't matter. You throw it all out there, and then you hope for the best next series to get to the next series. And Dallas and St. Louis, everybody loves Game 7. Everybody loves NHL playoff hockey. And if you don't, you're just not getting it, and I can't help you anymore. But that's coming up tonight. I'm going to be looking at, uh, a lot at uh, TV screen next few days for the playoffs because we got Game 7's galore in the playoffs. NHL has been really the giver of gifts to me. And this should be a good series. And then we've got San Jose and Colorado going to Game 7. So the Sharks and the Avalanche, that game forced to a seventh and final confrontation. And with that said, at least we got the East set. We've got the Blue Jackets out, gone. So it's Boston and Carolina. We talked about them a little bit last yesterday. Carolina Hurricanes, the bunch of front-running jerks. And, and let me tell you, on cue, I came in today, and, of course, I make the rounds, say hello to uh, my coworkers. I approach Bill Cornwell, who has announced to me that he is now on the Carolina Hurricanes bandwagon. Uninvited. By the way, he was not invited. I was invited to the Carolina Hurricanes bandwagon by Carolina fans. So I had to get special permission today to get Bill Cornwell on the bandwagon. But it came at a cost. I'm not going to name the name of the person who gave me the permission, certification, to authorize this because I think you have to actually, to get the okay, you got to at least get somebody from that team to say, okay, you can jump on. I'm going to vouch for you. But if you don't know, Bill Cornwell, of course, you know, he's our, he's our go-to news director. He's our guy. Been in the market forever. And... Let me tell you, as far as his sports fandom is concerned, if your team is in the championship, that's his team too. I think he's got a closet full of your team's championship. T-shirts, hats, you name it. If your team won, Bill's got it. Because Bill's out there repping your team. That's his favorite team. Your team is his favorite team. Except for a couple of schools in college, except for that, your team is his team. Especially if your team is, say, the Kentucky Wildcats, but yet we have documentation of him being in Ohio State gear. How does that work? You're in Ohio State gear, you're in Kentucky gear. How, do, how does that work? So I'm up front with it. I'm going to tell you right now. I am jumping on the Carolina Hurricanes bandwagon because – I was rooting for Boston for one reason and one reason only, because I don't like the Blue Jackets. And now we can go to our regularly scheduled hate of Boston. That's right. I took the Boston win over Columbus as being the more desirable outcome, and I got that. So now we got to stop this monster, and you could have Carolina Hurricanes 
in the Stanley Cup final. All these lower seeds, all these big markets are going down, and you've got these lower seeds that are are taking over. What if you got St. Louis? What if St. Louis gets through? You've got St. Louis, who's never won a Stanley Cup, and you get Carolina in there. How crazy would that be? How crazy would that be? Because I don't know who to root for then, because I do like St. Louis, but they've never won a Stanley Cup. Carolina kind of needs a Stanley Cup. They've won one. They kind of need one again. And then you got the Sharks. Got to get the Sharks a cup. So they're there, but you got the Avalanche, who I do like, only because, well, if I walk outside this door right now, my studio door is positioned where the guy I actually can talk hockey with in the building is an Avalanche fan. And let me tell you right now um he ain't having me being a sharks fan so i gotta root for the lanch but uh, we digress so that's your night in, in sports we're going to um we're going to carry on when we continue still to come uh, dave rydell is going to join us uh, recruiting coordinator for the river cities football officials association he'll talk to us about uh you signing up and being an official and that's right you think you can call it better than the officials? Here's your opportunity, and we're going to give it to you later on on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Still to come, we've got recruiting coordinator for the River Cities Football Officials Association, Dave Rydell, will come on and tell us uh, what's going on this organization and why they need officials. We'll get your phone calls in later on as well. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of the Miller Lite phone lines. Miller Lite holds true great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Now, as we mentioned, Marshall's going to um, take on either Southern Miss or UTSA tomorrow, 6 p.m., Conference USA Softball Championship. Hopefully the Thundering Herd can make their way to the championship. I've been impressed with this team so far. Four seed, pretty solid. I think they've got a chance. I really like what uh, Coach Megan Smith has done in her first season. Marshall softball should always be a contender for a championship in Conference USA. It's just one of those signature sports. I think that Marshall has put a lot of effort and energy into facilities as well, but the effort, the energy is there, the passion, the fan base is there. It really is one of those signature programs, I think, for Marshall Athletics. I know it's not as big and as fancy as, say, football and basketball for some. And for a lot of people, football and basketball is the only sport they really recognize. Everything else is just its good, too. But softball, I think you've got a core fan group there, a core group. They're just really passionate. And you see the effort. So I like what they've done so far. And speaking of what they've done so far, the Marshall softball team has four players on the Conference USA All-Conference team. So that came out today. Sophomore Allie Harrell and freshman Maya Stevenson named the first team. Seniors Hayden Ellis and Abigail Tolbert were named the second team. Stevens also honored on the All-Freshman team. That's pretty impressive. That really is. That is really impressive. Again, uh, softball is doing some good stuff, but you get four on the Conference USA all-conference team. You get two on the first team, 
you get a sophomore in Allie Harrell, and you get a freshman in Maya Stevenson. And I'm sorry, I mispronounced her name earlier, Maya Stevenson. And they get to the first team, and that's pretty good. And then you get seniors to the second team. I mean, what's that say about, well, one, the sophomore and the freshman? Usually you get seniors on the first team, and you get maybe the freshman, sophomore, the underclassmen sometimes on the second team. But what's that say about this? the depth of this team? I mean, your seniors get the second team, your sophomore and your freshman get on the first team. Really, that's solid. You want to see some representation there. So that's good for the Marshall Thundering Herd, and hopefully they're going to have a successful run in the softball championship this week. Conference USA for them begins Wednesday, 6 o'clock, against either the 5 seed or the 8 seed. Now, speaking of yesterday's top topic, the Triple Crown, I kind of outlined a scenario where we wouldn't see a rematch in the in the Preakness. Maximum security, country house, we wouldn't see that. So it's official now. Because I was sitting there thinking, you know what? What's the point? You get DQ'd out of the Kentucky Derby. So why do you go to the Preakness? Let's get ready, go get the Belmont. Go after that. Go go for the Belmont. Because there's not a triple crown there for you now, so you take what's, I guess, the most advantageous path to success. And so now we don't have a triple crown discussion to talk about because, again, Country House, who won by disqualification, isn't going to be participating. Now, this is Bill Mott. He's the trainer of Country House. He said that Country House developed a little bit of a cough this morning. His appetite is good. He doesn't have a fever, but he's coughing. said that we drew blood. He's acting like he's going to get sick. He's off the training list, and if he's off the training list, he's off the Preakness list. Now, what's that do for the Preakness? What's that do for the Triple Crown? Uh, that makes it click. I'm not interested. Thanks for um, thanks for your time. Uh, we'll see you at the Belmont. I don't have a reason. Why would I watch? Unless I'm a horse racing fan. As a casual observer, why am I tuning in now? I don't have the horse that got DQ'd trying to make a statement. I don't have the horse that won the Kentucky Derby. So now... What do I have? We've got a horse race. And sure, you're going to see probably some really good horses compete, but I don't have a triple crown. I don't have a triple crown to talk about. Why is this a bad thing for horse racing now? It's because people who are casual observers don't have a casual reason to, to tune in. Now, with everything that's happening, though, I think for the longevity of horse racing, I think what happened to Kentucky Derby is actually fine because you've got to enforce the rules and you've got to prove that you're willing to enforce the rules. And I know people are, again, on the replay issue, going to the replay. But I, like a many, I want to get the right call. I want to see the right call made. And if you've got the ability to go out there and make the right call, to get it right, 
sure, we hate the replay official sometimes, but if you've got the ability to get the call right, get the call right. And I think that's going to make Kentucky Derby a better race. If you know that, okay, we can't do certain things. If I'm going to watch a horse race, I want to see the best horse win, right? I want to see the best horse win. But I don't want to see a situation where trainers, jockeys are maybe doing things that uh, maybe they shouldn't be doing. I don't know. Maybe this wouldn't even uh, be a thing. If this is NASCAR, though, I, I don't know. People like the wrecks. People like the the bumper-to-bumper action, rubbing up against each other. They like that. I, I don't know. Again, I'm not a racing fan. I'm not a racing expert. I don't have an affinity for it, but I think that was just the right call for the Kentucky Derby to get it right. All right, we're going to come back and talk a little officiating. That's right, your favorite person in the game. The official. Dave Rydell is going to join me from the River Cities Football's Officials Association. I'm sorry. The River Cities Football Officials Association. Dave Rydell, my guest, coming up next here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's time to talk officials, our favorite people. We love them. They are the guys that uh, go out and um, they make all our, our our games the best. I know um, that's not usually your mindset. No, you guys yell at these people. And uh, I've got one who's coming on the program now to uh, recruit people to be yelled at. Uh, Dave Rydell is joining us. Recruiting coordinator for the River Cities Football Officials Association. And... Um, a guy who gets a lot of abuse and now has opportunities for you to come out there and get a lot of abuse as well. I have pretty much characterized that correctly, Dave, that it's a thankless job and uh, I'm probably not doing a good job helping you recruit. No, no, it, it, it is a thankless job, but it's a fun job. If, if you really love football, this is the way to stay connected once you get done playing. Uh, a lot of guys play high school football. They love high school football. And uh, for one reason or another, uh, they choose not to go on to play in college. This is a great opportunity to stay connected to the game. It's, it's funny. You think about the video, um, Boys of Fall, and that Sean Payton in the interview talking about, you know, that feeling you get every Friday night. You know, it doesn't come every Friday night anymore. Well, when you officiate, it actually does because, you know, I, I, you know we do a pregame. We get ready for the football. You know, the, the players are out working their pregame. We're in the locker room working over our pregame, talking about coverages, talking about what we're going to do, kickoffs, punts, everything. You know, we're, we're, all, we're preparing for the game as well. And, and I don't know about the other guys, but I, I still get butterflies when I take the field because part of it is, is you want to do the best job you can for both teams because they've prepared, so they want to know you're prepared. And it, it, it's an exciting way to stay connected to the game. Joining us on the program, Dave Rindale, recruiting coordinator for the River Cities Football Officials Association. Now, we talked about the fact that it can be a tough job here. Is is that part of the problem, why maybe people initially shy away from doing something like this, getting out there, being an official? And I know we joke about the fact that you guys get beat up a lot by the fans, and you're out there trying to do the best thing you can do, and that's 
go out there, officiate a game, make sure that everybody involved has a, a fun, competitive contest. And I know it's got to be tough just going out there. Everybody thinks they can do your job better than you can. Well, and, and part of the problem is everybody watches Saturday and Sunday football, and the rules are different. National Federation of High School uh, Sports, they have the rules for high school down. You know, the NCAA has their rules. And other than Texas, I don't think another 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 high school level plays NCAA rules. Texas does. Uh, and, and the pros are much different. So it, it's funny because you'll have people yelling stuff that they see on Saturdays and Sundays. Well, it's not applicable for high school sports. And it's just it, – it, a lot of it is, is just the fans. They watch college and pro, and they think that's high school as well. Uh, but a lot of it is is it, it's it's fun. I think I think if you're if you love the game of football and you're passionate about football, this is a great way to stay connected. And I, I think a lot of people shy away from it. One because you see the news stories. I mean, it was a, a basketball official that assault or a basketball official got assaulted by an AAU coach uh, three or four weeks ago. And and people people are afraid of that. Well, football is great because we got a fence around, so football is a little easier than the other sports. Uh, but, but, you know, Ohio itself lost 1300 officials last year, football officials just last year, West Virginia. We have, we have 688 officials. So Ohio lost almost twice as many officials than we have in the state of West Virginia. And we have 1700, 715 high schools in the state of West Virginia that need to be covered. And we really need some help because our, our membership is getting a little bit older. You know, I'm, I'm. 51 and I'm the youngest guy in my crew by three years. So we need a lot of help, uh, a lot of the younger guys to come up and, and, uh, and join us. And so it is a lot of fun. You can make some money. You, it, it's, it's like a little, I hate to call it a fraternity, but it is because you get in there, you guys get, you, you get tight with the guys you work with. It's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, our cell, our own association, we have 58 active officials in the river cities association in the early, in the, in the nineties and, and early two thousands, we had over a hundred. So there's some attrition. It's a great way to get involved. It's a great way to stay involved with a great game of football. Dave Rydell is our guest, recruiting coordinator for the River Cities Football Officials Association. So how many officials do you need to to make this sustainable, to, to be able to do a better job of going out there and covering all the games that you do cover? Uh, as many as we can get. I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, we, have, we, cover, we cover youth football and in West Virginia, with Tri-State Youth Football, a bunch of us work up in Charleston as well. And then there's guys that, that cover into the Ohio Youth League that they do. But all the middle school games need coverage. There's JV middle school games. There's uh, JV games. You know, if you're if you're if you come in the rookie class, you can work JV down. Uh, you're not eligible to work high school for two years because you have to adjust to the speed of the game. You have to adjust to everything because there is, and you, you you do a youth league game that's slower than a middle school game. You do a JV game that's slower than a high school game, but you've got to get some experience in what you're looking for because it, it's not for the casual fan that wants to watch the game because you have to watch areas, not the game. So if if you're into just watching the game of football, officiating might not be for you because there are certain areas. I mean, when I watch a game now, it's funny. I'll uh, I'll, I'll be talking to my son. I said, "Did you see that? Did you see what?" And it's because I'm watching around the ball. I'm not watching the ball. So it's, it, 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 it's, it, it's interesting. I'll tell you that. Um, but we do have a class coming up for those that are interested. And it's going to take place. It starts Monday at Chesapeake High School. The cost is $60 for the class. There's 16 total classes. Uh, 
11 classroom video sessions along with five field sessions. Our guest is Dave Rydell, recruiting coordinator for the River Cities Football Officials Association. So have you ever, I'm just kind of curious, so before we get back into getting people into the classroom, but have you ever just gone to a fan and said, hey, you know, one that's maybe giving you the business, look, if you think you can do a better job, here's my phone number, we'll see you in class. Now, you know, you and I talked about Upward off the air, and, and I did that with with, uh, with the flag football league that I ran with Upward. I had a couple fans that would come up and just chastise me afterwards saying they weren't calling this, they weren't calling that, and I said, hey, great. When are you free this week? We'll get together. I'll, we'll go through the Upward rules, and we'll put you out on the field. But during a football game, no. I mean, in 17 years, I've ejected one fan, and that was this past season. Uh, it, it's... During a game, you really don't want to engage the fans because if they think they have your ear, then it's just going to be an awful night. If, if they think that you hear them, unless you have a, a, a witty, quick comeback that will just shut them up, it, it's not good to engage the fans at all, especially on a Friday night. I mean, trust me, the coaches <laughs> the coaches are saying enough. The fans don't be that in. Yeah, you have to listen to them. Well, you know, not really. You can tee them up too if they cross the line. You you can always tee and, them up. You know, the best the and it's not the best. It was the, it was it was it's funny, but the one of the best things I've heard come out of a coach, and it wasn't funny because it drew an unsportsmanlike for the coach. And the head coach had already been ejected, but the the assistant coach was yelling at one of the one of the officials on the field, and he said, "He goes, I I, I, I get it. You guys are just out here to cheat kids and get beer money." And, you know, of course, he got an unsportsmanlike conduct for that because that's not at all what we're out there for. And whenever you talk about cheating kids, it's always going to draw an unsportsmanlike. But it, it's, it's, um, it can be entertaining engaging with the coaches. That's why I like the position I work as back judge because I'm in the middle of the field and I don't have to listen to anything or engage anybody. Smart. But it's, it, yeah, that, and it's good for me because, you know, I have a, I have a witty comeback for everybody. <laughs> this is true. It's best that I'm not on the sideline. <laughs> this, is, this is true. Yeah, but it it is a lot of fun. Officiating is is a great way. It's one great way to get back to the community. Two, it's a great way to stay connected to the game of football, which is is phenomenal. I mean, I'm 51 years old. There's nothing I can do as far as playing the game anymore. So this is as close as I can get to it. And uh, and three, you earn a little bit of money on the side. It's not it's not a whole lot, but you earn some money on it. How um, and it, it, it? Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was no. I was going to say how. How intense is this training? Yeah, you mentioned videos. You got the field sessions, of course. Uh, you know, say I show up, paper and pen ready to go. I'm gonna take notes. Yeah, I'm gonna watch these videos. Uh, you know, how much how much am I putting into this to to make sure uh, that I'm able to be certified? Because you know, you can take this class and you can watch the videos. Uh, there's no guarantee that I'm actually gonna be certified as an official. I guess that's the point. You want to make sure that uh, the people you certify, the people who are part of the association, know what's going on, how to call the game. So, you know, how easy, how hard, how intense is this? It, it's the classroom work. We go through rules one through ten, and it's, it's ten rules in football. But there's a lot of subsets under each one. Um, and field work is something that they've added. Tyler Michael does a great job running the class. Tyler Markham helps out as well because it takes place over at Chesapeake High School, where he's the athletic director. And having classroom work and videos when I went through, when I came, I, cause I, I officiated in the nineties and then I got back into it about seven years ago. And the training is so much different 
because with the, the added the videos, the added the added uh, the field work that sets everybody up ahead of the game because the field work is really important to know where to be, where not to be, uh, for how to open the door on sweeps. It, it, there's a lot of different things that that we discuss. And we actually show them on the field that even when I went, came back in seven years ago, we weren't doing. Tyler Michael has really stepped up the training. Uh, John Barker's helped a lot as well and, and with the River Cities. And, and Tyler Markham is our new president of River Cities Officials, Officials Association. And, and he's an active part. And we all take a big part. Mike Lemons is our interpreter, rules interpreter. He comes and, and is active. Uh, Phil Porter, our secretary, is very active. I could I could go through the list of everybody, but uh, you know I, I don't want to. I want to stop because if if I don't mention somebody, they're going to be offended, and I don't mean to. Okay, so we've made the pitch now. There's an opportunity here. You're going to get to travel. You're not just going to be necessarily uh, calling games uh, in the immediate area. You do have an opportunity to travel. They've heard the pitch. How do you um, how do you get them in? You know what uh, what they need to do? Uh, call you they need to website. Email. Um, actually, if they email and I don't have it, it's, it's Tyler Markham or Ty, excuse me, Tyler Michael three at Gmail. He's he's heading up the class, and that's the best person to get with. You guys and, have a Facebook um, page? I'm kind of curious. Yeah, we, we 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 do, but it's 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 um, it's locked. Okay. Or you have to be a member of our association. Okay, okay. So um, probably a smart thing in hindsight here, right? Uh, just because and, and, again, and, fans and, troll. Yeah, right. And again, it's sixty dollars uh, for the class. There, there are registrations for West Virginia, Ohio as well. But just to take the class, it's sixty dollars. Starts Monday at six a.m. or six p.m. Excuse me, at Chesapeake High School, and it's a great opportunity for everybody to come in. Okay, that's sixty dollars per class, or sixty dollars for sixty dollars for the class. Okay, for the whole ten weeks. For the whole class. Okay, whole sixteen, whole sixteen weeks. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's not a bad deal. So if someone's really interested, that's just going to be a, a a minimum out of their pocketbook, and then they can make that back right. uh, pretty easy if they get uh, through all this. Right. How much? Uh, I'm kind of curious. How much work? Do you have potentially for someone if, if someone wants to do this? How much? How little? How much work can they see? They can be worked. They can be worked as much or as little as they want to be. So it's all voluntary. I mean, you you I, I want to call a game. I don't want to call a game. That's that's pretty right. much okay. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Now, do you run into sometimes where you got shortages of officials? Yes, we, that that we've run into a couple times. And it gets it gets a little frustrating because there's times it becomes a safety issue. So every every Friday night, uh, high school football Friday night, everybody in your association yeah, have, is either working or not. Uh, they've just opted yeah. not to. Okay. Right. Yeah, and, and we're. I mean, my crew's full. We have we, uh, all eleven weeks. We're full. So. Dave Rydell is my guest, recruiting coordinator for the River Cities Football Officials Association, and. Uh, Good luck, man. Uh, I know this is a tough job because uh, you know you're, you're not doing it for the money. You're doing it because you you love the game and uh, you want to be out there with the kids. But uh, uh, I know how tough it is uh, to make that pitch to hey, uh, come out here and uh, be potentially abused by people who think they can do a better job than you. Uh, it, it, it is, but it's 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 worth it. It's every time you step on that field, it's worth it. This is an opportunity. If you think you can do a better job than Dave Rydell, now you have an opportunity to show him that you can do a better job than he can. Exactly. That should be the pitch right there. Hey, you think you're smarter exactly. than Dave Rydell? $60, and let's find out.
Exactly. There we go. <laughs> Dave, good talking to you, man. I hope we uh, got some people who are interested in doing this and uh, hope you can um, come back on and tell me that you got a, a full association now and then that we've got the next generation of officials uh, ready to go and to be yelled at and be berated by people like me who think you guys make terrible calls. Well, that would be great, uh, and, and we'll do that. Well, I don't yell at high school officials. You know better. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I don't do that. All just right, pro, well, just pro officials. Just pro officials. Just pro officials. Yeah. yeah I, I don't. Well, even, I greatly appreciate you having me on. No problem, man. Uh, we'll do it again All soon. Right. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot, Dave Rydell. He's recruiting coordinator for the River Cities Football Officials Association. Uh, I'm not signing up, but you should. And uh, we will uh, follow how many people sign up for that class and how many people uh, join the association. Yeah, you always need officials. So if um, you really want to get back into football, this is probably a good opportunity for you to do so. We'll wrap the show up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Some of the best times you ever had probably started at Huntington's Premier Bar, the Union Pub and Grill. Because Herb and the gang have been serving up ice-cold beer and great food in the Tri-State for more than 36 years. Open Monday through Saturday, 4 till late, happy hour 4 to 7, with a complete kitchen that serves from 5 to 1. And you can watch all the games on one of the Union's 10 TVs. So stop by after work, join all your friends, and wind down at the Union Pub and Grill. 1125 4th Avenue, home of the Southern Bell. Blink and they're gone to find out who they are without us. All the more reason we come to West Virginia to introduce them to simple things like rolling hills, secluded lakes, summer campfires, and we hold on to that feeling for as long as we can. Find your version of heaven at wvtourism.com. Brought to you by the West Virginia Tourism Office, the West Virginia Broadcasters Association, and this station. Here's another Kindred Community Chatter, brought to you in part by Beverly Hills Carpet and Tile, 1407 Route 60 in Huntington. The My Huntington Movement will host a Guy and Dot community cleanup at 9 a.m. on Saturday, May 11th. Volunteers will meet in the parking lot of Children's Place, 625 Richmond Street. Litter sticks, gloves, and garbage bags will be provided. For more information, check the My Huntington Facebook page or phone 304 962 8138. Mark your calendars now for the third annual Little Victories Animal Rescue Flip Flop Ball. Chillin' and Grillin', June the 8th at 6.30 p.m. at Heritage Village Patio. Corporate sponsors are now available. Find out more at littlevictories.org or like them on Facebook. Little Victories Animal Rescue. Secure your tickets now to help out animals in the tri-state area and have a great time too. Little Victories Animal Rescue Flip Flop Ball. Chillin' and Grillin', June the 8th with Kindred Communications. Every day I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. Every day I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. At 6 a.m. I make his breakfast. Every day I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. At 6 a.m. I make his breakfast. At 7 a.m. I shower. Every day, I wake up at 5 a.m. to give Dad his medicine. At 6 a.m., I make his breakfast. At 7 a.m., I shower. I start laundry at 8. At 10, we go for a walk. Every day, I wake up at 5 a.m. For those dealing with the daily struggles of caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community with experts and other caregivers for advice, tips, and support. 
Together, let's help each other better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. All right. I know this isn't any fun to talk about, but we should. So, who's going to do what? Flashlights? Nowhere to be found. Where to be found. Batteries? Dead. Great. Emergency supply kits? Not packed. What about blankets? We have an old towel. Good enough. Cell phones? May not work. Uh, Emergency water? Not a drop. And what about food? Nope. Perfect. We all know where we're meeting if we're separated, yeah? The library! Aunt Joan's house. The bus stop. Great. And I'll be waiting here wondering where you all are. Sounds like we don't have a plan. Who's up for mini golf? Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. A public service announcement brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up today's edition, Tuesday, May 7th program. The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. A couple of news and items to get to before we call tonight. The Bengals today acquired rookie halfback Darren Hall on waivers from the Cleveland Browns. Hall is a rookie out of the University of Pittsburgh. He signed a college-free agent deal with the Browns on May 3rd, and he was waived yesterday. In four seasons at Pitt, he rushed 381 times for 2,189 yards, had 21 touchdowns, caught 38 passes for 267 yards, and one touchdown. So what the Browns don't want, the Bengals seem to, at least for right now. So that's what's happening there. And we'll stay in Cincinnati. Um Okay, this wasn't as big of a deal for me as it is some in the building. Let me tell you right now, um, the sports fandom in this building is kind of maybe not the norm. Like you said, there's hockey fans here, uh, and there's uh, FC Cincinnati fans. That's right. MLS Soccer's brand new FC Cincinnati, and they've been winless in seven games. Winless. And so what do they do? They fire their manager, Alan Koch, and he's been replaced with their interim assistant, Yoan Darnit. Or is that Damnit? I don't know. Because I've put two minutes of prep time into this, and the only reason why I am talking about FC Cincinnati is because management likes FC Cincinnati in soccer. So that's why I'm talking about it. So FC Cincinnati looking for a coach. I am not applying. But if you think you can, you could apply for the job and you could coach one of the latest additions to MLS. 
it's like everybody's getting an MLS team this year. I've got an application in the mail from Major League Soccer for a expansion team if I wanted to put one in. It feels like every city that wants one, hey, you want a soccer team? You got it. You want a soccer team? You got it. You want one? Hey, we'll put one here too. I'm surprised you don't have Louisville with one next and Lexington. You could have like a little corridor there. You could have Louisville, you could have Columbus, Cincinnati, Louisville, Lexington, Charleston. Yeah, we're we've got a soccer team. It's Marshall Thundering Herd. That's the one we root for. That's what we're doing. We'll do that. I, I, as I said, yeah, I will root for the Marshall soccer team. I support them 100%. With that said, that's going to do it for this edition of The Drive here at ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Felt like a Friday, didn't it? Okay, the weather's beautiful outside. I think that's what probably what it is. It feels like a, a nice day just to go out and enjoy. I hope you get a chance to do that. And we'll be back tomorrow and we'll do it all over again here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.